0: As much as I like to fight everyone, yeah, yeah. I'm having a pretty good time here. Why you mad? Why you mad? Why you mad? Hi, hey
1: Jake. How you doing? Hey,
0: not bad. How are you, Lisa?
1: Good, man. You had a good week
0: uh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm alright week I quit a job that always feels good
1: yeah that's good that's great so more free time for art stuff or uh for landlord fighting stuff what are you using it for so far
0: all of the above <laughs> reading a lot um Excuse I've been me. reading yeah. a lot for PDA uh-huh, and okay. uh I'm, I'm, re- I'm trying to read Deleuze and Guattari right now and I'm like having uh, the acid trip that happens in your head when you dive mm-hmm. into that stuff pretty fun thinking about a body without organs a lot and trying to figure out what it means
1: you know um we've previously talked about how this is your not successful podcast but i am very (laughs) proud of the fact that uh we occupy the space in your mind where it's not homework (laughs) because jake i don't know school is hard and um i okay so like a Part of what we're going to talk about today is that I've spent like the last two years or so, which is pretty close to the, the whole time that we've been doing this podcast, watching a lot of movies and TV and like catching up on mainstream media that I missed during the decade that I was like going to school and working full time and sleeping four hours a night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like. It sucked that I didn't have fun. For almost a decade that I didn't like experience college and grad school as like a place that you meet people and you love forever and you go to Kegger's and you do whatever and you talk about fucking theory. I didn't have any of that because I had to read the theory on the train on the way to school. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: uh, even though I'm like, that's so cool that you're reading Deleuze and whoever the fuck I'm like, oh shit. Let me let's let's just do some application of the fun stuff of how you use such theories (laughs) I guess
0: yeah I mean I think about what you were just describing all the time and I'm constantly in a state of trying to balance it like I kind of had I was really depressed last week because I worked all the way through Halloween Uh and I didn't really even make that much money and I was like why did I do this I like this holiday I should have like taken advantage of this thing and I just kind of can't really get it back and have to wait until next year I did some fun stuff but I have like an intense drive in my head to be like I have to go really hard on this holiday because of and you feel like you didn't go hard enough is that the
1: problem
0: yeah i mean i never do because i have like a (laughs) weird fixation on it where i'm like no no no. like it's just never enough but um but like so i'm kind of like a little bit uh like i'm leaning too hard on the work thing right now i feel like but um i've always had ways of dealing with that though and so with i really like having our show and then also having pda because yeah, when as like creative work or play or whatever the fuck you want to call it i kind of have two modes so i like can stand up you have um like homework shows sometimes where you have to like write roast jokes <laughs> <for a> roast <laughs> battle True, or whatever yeah. and that's fine but that's what i feel like i'm doing when i work on pda and try to make a product or whatever but when i do stand up what i do is i read a bunch of shit and i live a bunch of experiences and then i turn it into this big soup inside of me and then i go up and then i just fucking like i don't think i don't really like um get that technical with trying to like craft jokes i just like want a stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. and spit stuff out until something like forms and that's kind of like how i like to do stand-up and that's How I do this show too is I don't think a lot of like oh i'm gonna read this book for why you mad I just read and then i'm like we can just meet on a wednesday night And uh turn on the spigot you know what i mean and like stuff will start coming out of my head and like free associating and stuff I think we come up with good shit, but that's always how I do this show,
1: but that's what I why I love Occupying that space for you. as maybe like an older sister. I guess i'm like, oh cool I'm giving you something like maybe the way that an older sister would be like I'm buying you alcohol or whatever, you know? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I am giving you this weird little outlet, which is not to say that you don't have others or anything, but, like, um, when you were talking, it reminded me of, like, during those 10 years where I had very little free time, when I did have free time, I went to, like, raves and shows, and I hung out with my friends and then, like, talked to them about Latour while we were all on acid. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like... Yeah uh sort of a mirror of exactly what you're experiencing now of like you do go into these like uh deep philosophical discussions often with like real serious people in the field that you guys have as guests on pda like you know you do real homework and then uh you can come here and i know you don't get high but you could technically get high and we could talk about a bunch of this shit
0: oh <laughs> yeah i uh, get yeah, uh, yeah high i don't get weed high i know
1: it's metaphorically high (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. well also other drugs i enjoy doing
1: yeah i mean whatever we don't have to talk about that because we don't want to get anybody (laughs) in trouble but what i did want to talk to you about was as i um alluded to i guess is the thriller movie thing or the catching up to movies movies watching movies um so you know we've talked about how like we both like horror and stuff like that but I, in the last few years, through watching, like, almost every fucking movie I could possibly fucking find. Like, now I'm at the point where I have, like, seven streaming services, Jake, and I'm like, oh, there's no more movies in my in my genre. Am I going to have to start watching comedy or, like, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> because um, my favorite genre, it turns out, is thrillers, sometimes mm-hmm. referred to or categorized as suspense films.
0: Yeah. Okay?
1: And I have gone systematically over the last two years through every single uh, platform that I I have like a subscription service to. And I've watched all of the movies that seem good to me under those genres, okay? And this week, I had a real fucking eureka moment, okay? Where I realized that whenever I hate a movie under one of these thriller slash suspense genres, is because one of the major... Let's call it subgenres. Is these thriller movies where the hero is a journalist. Okay. You oh. hear you feel me? You already you can you think of some already? Uh I mean there are movies where they actually like uh talk about like whatever, like the fucking what is it? Um slip I was <laughs> like slipknot, no. Uh Deep Throat and whatever from uh, the Nixon shit and like real, water, water Watergate. Cage. Yeah. So there's like ones where they like sensationalize uh, true journalist stories, right? But then there's also like fully fictionalized ones because even like Aaron Brockovich is a real person. I don't know if you knew that. But yeah. yeah. Um, so then there's like some, you know, it again subdivides to like a sub sub genre of like ones that are about. Quote real hero journalists. Yeah, and that, have you ever
0: seen Spotlight?
1: Which one's Spotlight?
0: It was a movie about journalists like uncovering the uh, the Catholic Church pedophile oh, stuff. Lord. It was like a Oscar-y sort of movie. I think it might have won or got nominated or something. But I remember watching it and I was like, I, th- I was thinking about this genre of film you're describing because yeah. it's like it's so funny they keep making these movies because it's like really difficult to convey someone writing in like a film you're
1: like okay so you found another contact (laughs) yeah Yeah. they're just
0: on a typewriter and (laughs) they have to dramatize it and have another person talking to them and they're yelling at each other but that's like I know what writing looks like it doesn't look like that
1: exactly and as a side note I think this is why zodiac is not good
0: Oh, I love Zodiac.
1: No. Okay, hear me out. I think Zodiac, I'm going to agree with Leslie Lee, who may have changed his mind since he tweeted this, but a long time ago, he tweeted something about how Zodiac was uh, the perfect example of the movie that should have been his favorite movie, but they totally fucked it up. Interesting. And I agree. And I think, like, I had to try to watch it, Jake, three times. Like The first time I fell asleep. The second time, I was like, yo, this is legit boring. I'm going to watch something else. And I changed it. And then the third time, I was like, "Okay, whatever. I can get through this. (laughs) And, And I fucking watched it. And I was like, by the end, I was like, "Okay, cool. You know, I see how this is, like, fine. But ultimately, it is not a movie about serial killers. It is a movie about journalists and cops fucking just doing research (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) it's like (laughs) boring what the fuck are you gonna show me how you went to like the dewey decimal system and whatever the fuck get the fuck out of here
0: i get i understand what you're saying yeah
1: but this is why it's a side note because i'm not just saying that it's boring i mean i do think they don't belong in the thriller category so that is a like let's put a pin in that (laughs) but uh the realization that I really had when I recognized this subgenre was that you know uh, on the show and I think in general leftist circles we often talk about copaganda right and how um, basically you know for anyone who like is unsure what that means uh, copaganda is a short term to refer to the idea that there are um, public popular narratives that are purposely written and circulated in a way to uh, spread the idea that police are essentially good, that they are mostly good people, that they serve a good service (laughs) in society, that they are heroes that children should look up to. So really, um, a lot of our fictional stories that involve cops, whether it's TV, movies, novels, um, they tend to frame cops in an idealized way that is contrary to the reality that we mostly experience with cops right that's a fair definition of propaganda. so journalism as heroes or journalists as heroes dude. i'm also watching this show called the daily alaska i think is what it's called and it's um it's starting it stars hillary swank and she is um like a white lady obviously (laughs) a reporter who gets fired in the first episode from the New York Times or its equivalent? I don't remember if it's like a fixed name, a fake name, but it's the equivalent, right? And she gets uh, fired because she puts out like a big scandalous story, and then when it, her main source retracts, so it basically looks like she made up the whole story because she doesn't have a source, right? Uh-huh. So she gets fired. So she. Moves to Alaska because an editor that she worked with years before was like, hey, you know, you're fucking blacklisted. Why don't you come work for me in Alaska? (laughs) You know? And she's like, what the fuck? That's like podunk shit. Like, what am I going to do? But as soon as she gets there, she gets assigned this story, Jake, which this is problematic. Check this out. So she's like the hotshot reporter with a lot of uh, experience under her belt, even though she fucks some shit up. And she gets to Alaska and she learns that there's uh, basically a pattern of missing indigenous women in uh, like across Alaska and yeah. there is an indigenous woman reporter who has been chasing this story and is the one pushing it from the Daily Alaska but because she's indigenous the sheriffs the politicians everyone in Alaska like don't take her seriously right So it takes this white lady stepping in to care about the story and to use her white lady, let me talk to the manager, energy, (laughs) to, like, make people care about the fact that, like, someone is murdering a bunch of Native women across this state, right? Sure, yeah. And, you know, it's only a few episodes in, but this is another one that adds to this idea. Like, in America, Jake, uh, I don't know if I ever told you this, but the first thing I ever majored in in school was journalism
0: okay really yeah
1: i really believed i guess the journalism agenda or whatever journal i don't know we got to come up with a name for it but
0: definitely yeah title of the episode we'll
1: <laughs> yeah we'll figure it out but
0: jernaganda jernaganda
1: maybe? maybe uh jernoganda there we go that's a, okay that's yeah. how, that works um but i believed it as like a little immigrant you know first generation american child i believed it because i was like Man, this is the way that you like expose things, you speak truth to power. You really are like agnostic from any political association and you don't it's not about your own biases, it's about chasing the pure honest truth, right? And like where do you think fucking 17-year-old me got that stupid fucking idea, Jake? It's from TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I um I think in like my freshman year in college, I learned all this shit about how like journalists like basically don't make more than like nineteen thousand dollars a year to start when they get out of school and then yeah. increasingly and i have graduated fucking a long time ago so now it proved true that increasingly um there's no such thing as staff jobs right for journalists and even if there were staff jobs when you are a staff journalist how is that different from you working for a corporation right like there are cool. still certain things you can and can't say Certain advertisers you're beholden to.
0: Yeah, there's a myth of objectivity yeah. in journalism, and people don't fucking read Chomsky when they're in college mm-hmm. and understand that, like, all media basically is biased, and especially American media in capitalism that is, you know, has corporate interests, you know, and it's shaped a certain yeah. way. And it's not overt, and it's not obvious, you know, so you're not going to, like... uh you know, you're not going you know, to feel like you're reading like you know some uh you know like cartoonish depiction of a soviet newspaper or you know, north korean you know thing or like 1984 it's like it's what they're not saying and stuff like that that yeah. shapes uh you know how it how it incentivizes all this horrible stuff
1: totally totally no and so watching some of these movies that are like at this moment i can't even remember the titles of so the ones that i watched specifically maybe it will pop up but like Um, what it made me think of is just that this continues, right? There's a, I don't know if you saw, there's a Harvey Weinstein movie coming out. That's like about all all the journalists that crack. Who's going to play him? (laughs) I don't know, dude, but it's like,
0: it'd be so funny if he was played by Harvey.
1: (laughs) I don't even know, but it's just weird because. What are we like what are we trying to achieve from this like semi- fictionalized representation of people doing research? And like honestly, in a lot of cases, journalists um, oof, I don't want to say blackmail, but strong arm people to force them to be sources. Uh, they steal information they out people in certain ways right where they like did not choose to be a uh whistleblower right but Mm -hmm. you choose to put them in there um so all this to say like okay as i guess a communist you know i really don't think that we are what we do but we exist in capitalism and there are two truths that we have to accept. One is, there are a lot of capitalists surrounding us who really do believe that what they do is who they are. Mm -hmm. So you cannot operate in the world without accepting that a lot of people around you truly believe that what you do is what you are. It's the reason that on first dates, they wanna know what you do, what you went to school for. Like it's why your parents (laughs) are so hung up on what it is that you, you do, because it means what are you, you know? Yeah. Um and then the second thing is that unfortunately again because we live in capitalism what we do is a huge factor that determines our lived material reality as well as our world view.
0: I think that's kind of why I wanted to be a comic when I was like yeah. a kid because uh the idea of being a comic sounds like oh that's like the coolest thing you could if you, if we, if you're viewing the world through this lens yeah. of like what you are, what you do is what you are, then uh, you know, people who pick artists, I, it, I think that's kind of indulgent. You're kind of like, ah, you only live once. I'm going to go for it yeah. and be this cool thing. But I've changed a lot in my life, and uh, I, I now very subtly switch something because of the way I think about all this stuff you're describing, and when people ask me. Uh, what do I do? Or if I if I mention that I do comedy, I don't say I am a comic. I say I do comedy yeah. because I think that the I am a comic has fucking destroyed so many people's totally. brains in this like industry. Yeah. Well, because, because they're it's,
1: taking it to then if that is what I am, then that is what I make money from, as opposed to if that is what I do and I make money from it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it
0: has all these insane implications that lead nowhere good.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, like, thinking about this, like, journalist thing, Okay, because I think you and I, um, obviously, we always talk about stand-up comedians. And a lot of people who listen to the show know or are or work with stand-up comedians. And a lot of people who listen to the show don't know anything about stand-up. <laughs> and they write to us and they're like, that's cool. We love your weird uh, inside baseball examples. But... I think I'm trying to bring up an example of, like, the same phenomenon in another industry in a way that I hope that people see that this is not just, like, me or us being hypercritical of comedians or artists. It's something that affects all of us who believe in this idea that somehow your job is a calling. Yeah, the
0: the job is interchangeable. This same disease permeates all of Yeah. People who, especially people who are, are uh, consider themselves to be professionals, and like I, I know what you're getting at, I because I I've talked to a lot of journalists about this and noticed a really unique, specific word that you hear out of both journalists and cops, which is the word "calling," mm-hmm. because it doesn't pay that much when you first start, but people get into it because they feel like, yeah. and they might be you know uh this might be coming from a good place in their heart a lot of the times. I mean that's a lot of people exactly. become cops because they think it's a good uh thing to do. But uh it's it's something that they feel like has meaning. And that totally. kind of yeah I think that knows where you're going. With.
1: Totally. But then okay, so how about this though? To add to that and give you a I guess a whataboutism. <laughs> uh <laughs> like comics, cops and journalists are susceptible that's how you say that word, susceptible to uh, approval bias, is that a thing? I don't know if I'm coining that term but I guess like what do you call it? Like uh, once they uh, get approval from from the majority of the group for a certain behavior they subconsciously understand that this is the path to getting more approval and therefore more power within the group more status. Right. Yeah. Because, like,
0: the, th- the thing about comics is, like, yeah. comics only have a pure voice the very first day they're a comic. <laughs> and then, from there... Uh, give them, like,
1: five years. No? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe I'm being extreme about this, but I'm saying that, like, what you're describing immediately corrupts any potential you could have had mm-hmm. to, to think... that you, To even, like, lie to yourself and think that... Um, you're thinking freely and then it's all just coming out of your head, right? Yeah. Everything gets incentivized because it's highly, um, especially because of the, I am a comic thing because it has so much to do with your ego and validation and stuff like that. It's very hard not to write and change your mind about things and make decisions based on, uh, the reaction you're getting. And also like the, uh, not just from the audience, but from your peers and stuff like that, or, or what sells. And I'm sure this stuff, you know, happens in other professions in various ways. You don't have an yeah. audience person. Se- well, like, you do have an audience. No, like even
1: having journalist. like a journalist, you look up to be like, I read that piece. That was great. <laughs> you yeah. know, like little fucking shit. Just like I've seen comics get off stage and then like a old ass established comic. is like, man, that was really funny. One sentence. And that got the other comic is like, oh, like on cloud nine for the rest of the night. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now, That is reinforcement. I don't care what you say. That is reinforcement for like, this is the kind of material I should do. This is the kind of audience I should aim for. You know, like this is um, just as reinforcing as getting money for something as... um, And so then when you like put into it the whole survival thing of it, um, journalists are in a similar position to comics and artists in that it is a field where only those who already came in with privilege and connections have the most likelihood of surviving within it because it is not actually a viable career <laughs> to make money from especially if you believe in this whole fucking objectivity i'll get to write whatever i want thing
0: <laughs> you know Yeah. if you yeah. try to do it it's, i mean it's a lot like comedy if yeah. you try to do it uh ethically you're not going to make it yeah like you're not gonna make any money and no one's gonna like you and stuff so and you, then you won't
1: get you'll get blacklisted literally
0: yeah and so you just have to start lying to yourself and going well you know the, what i have to do to stay afloat must be the most ethical thing you can do yeah. or whatever and like you, you know, negotiate don't know, people,
1: you negotiate with yourself
0: people start uh their their journalism careers out of college and stuff and like get you know picked up to write for like reason.com or something yeah. like that and it's like well at that point you fucking you never had a chance at having any objective take on politics you know yeah. you can i mean you i'm fascinated with like late career uh journalists who seem like complete whack jobs to me because of exactly this like incentivization stuff you're talking about yeah uh i don't believe that glenn greenwald even knows what he believes anymore you know i think that he wrote for certain uh institutions and did what he had to do there and then social media turned into a thing where then the audience i don't know i'm going off on a tangent here but no um, you're not going off on
1: a tangent because i've got several things to pick up there but like you know the first thing that i would say as an example from what you're saying is like okay earlier before you know when we were pre-briefing or i don't know whatever um... I made a comparison between like journalists that work for Jacobin and journalists that work for Fox News, right? Yeah. And the thing is that I do think that we need to equate them in our minds in the sense of they are workers in capitalism and they are dependent on the corporations that they work for and part of their job is to take in and amplify the uh, narratives of their parent company, Right. Uh, However, the credit that I would give to Jacobin is that or Jacobin writers, I should say Jacobin is a company, not a person, um, is that um, I do think that when a journalist chooses to go work for Jacobin, they are saying to themselves and to the world, this is my ideology and my politics and it aligns usually or most of the time with that with what this corporation does so I feel like I will be most free as a writer and as a journalist to explore the topics that I want from the view that I want here whereas journalists quote unquote (laughs) that go work at Fox News are people who are not they don't believe in the idea that a journalist should have an ideology right they they so much believe in this quote fake objectivity thing that pretends that people don't have inherent biases and fucking personal histories that affect how they view and frame things and so that okay so you remember how in the 90s we figured out that it was wrong to say I don't see color right Because what it did was erase the experiences of people of color, right? And I think journalists who believe in the fake idea of objectivity minus any subjectivity present in there are the equivalent of people who don't see color, Because what they're choosing to do is be like, there is an objective version to everything that has no subjective impact on me or anyone else, and I could work for any corporation therefore, because I would always be objectively like doing my job. But you're not, because you're being limited in the topics you can do by this corporation, you're being edited by somebody who has rules and standards and practices by this corporation, and you're choosing to work there. Right? So that means you don't believe in any ideology and you're that puts you in a position of selling yourself to the highest bidder for your labor does that make sense yeah right so all of this to say then that the ultimate problem is this like agency individual agency versus systems right we hear all the time another narrative we hear all the time is i was just doing my job right whether it's like a soldier shooting up a fucking village or like a prison warden guy killing people, I don't know. It's people just always being like, I was just doing my job. And there's this like inherent um, excuse in the idea, even though it's not verbalized, that because we are all slaves to capitalism, we have no agency in the things that we do. We have to follow orders, right? Mm -hmm. And yet, the very idea of being a journalist or being an artist or being a comedian is infused with agency. With the idea that I will break with tradition, that I will fucking gamble my future, I will burn bridges, I will be fucking an idol breaker, right?
0: Yeah, this um, kind of reminds me of... Whitney Cummings a while back okay. was uh, saying some dumb thing about um, how comedians are under attack or whatever because yeah. someone was mean to someone on Twitter or whatever. And she said this thing that drove me up a wall. She, she said uh, we didn't choose this. She's something <laughs> along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? You were not <laughs> like assigned <laughs> comedian at birth like yeah no you weren't yeah consigned like by the government this is an extracurricular activity that you got to make into a job
1: nobody made us play beach volleyball (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly dude and so i don't know i think uh this is all maybe just like a long-winded way for me to bring up this idea of like or just not not a new idea but to bring up the ways in which we uh, are constantly stuck in this conflict between like where we have agency, right, where we're individuals and we have act, we have choices and we, we make our own destiny and blah blah blah, which is all, which are all popular narratives in our stupid Western media. But then, also, the system is what it is and there's nothing we can do and I'm just following orders and I have kids to take care of and oh, what could I possibly do to change the world? <laughs> you know, like so. Why do we do this? Is my question is why do we accept these hero narratives that are ultimately just narratives that reinforce the systems that keep us all under the heel of a boot? You okay? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're back. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, unless you had some great revelations on the throne. Uh, I had a question for
0: you. (laughs) Don't tell them that.
1: (laughs) Oh, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. We can we can we can start again. Should we start again?
0: (laughs) I don't care. I'm just Um, I just want Okay. Force our listeners to think about that too much, but I think they love it. Here we are. I think they love it. Yeah, they probably they probably do. There's
1: I was refilling my drink because I'm a I'm a Wednesday night drunker. Drinker drunker um what do you call oh yeah so here's my question for you jake after all this journalist talk okay uh Uh, what do you think of max blumenthal that's his name yes is he a bad Uh, what's up with that guy give me your opinion
0: should have more of an opinion on this guy but i i got him mixed up there's like a few people like him who i
1: i know uh, and i feel racist because i'm like oh, all these white guys i can't tell the difference that's
0: not you can't be racist against white journalists i know exactly uh, but i'm like ah,
1: your names are all the same amount of syllables so i don't know what the fuck is going on here
0: i think i met him once like uh but I feel like he's jumped around and done a bunch of stuff. Some that I agree with, and some that I don't.
1: Right, which is that not maybe the best way to be a journalist? I don't know. So I, <laughs> I tossed this out because nobody writes to me. I already had got in trouble. So. Uh,
0: oh, he's the fucking gray zone guy. Oh my god, what's I had so gray many pages about, uh, okay. Uh, not good in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Grey Zone is like um Is so he just I mean, being like
1: a little like play every side guy?
0: No, it's it's anti-imperialist but um not materialist. So mm. like a lot of journalists who you might have agreed with a lot at one point yeah. and then turned evil like Glenn Greenwald came out of the Grey Zone. Another mm. good example is Lee Fang. Who, right. Like used to be pretty cool and then yeah. he recently just sort of broke and became like somebody who like all he does is report about how journalists get um, beat up or something right and c- cops are actually really popular, yeah. <laughs> and, c- actually really popular and we shouldn't mean? be against cops and See defund what I mean? is un- un- unpopular narrative I think
1: he's narrative. into making Jornoganda Jornoganda <laughs> <laughs> how do you say that we'll, we'll, well figure yeah. <laughs> yeah. right, this,
0: this is a really interesting <laughs> yeah, thing to zero yeah. in on. you're right because like um the thing about them is that yeah I think that they all take themselves very seriously as yeah. journalists, but and they have journalism backgrounds, but they this is what happens when you don't read Marx when you don't have materialist analysis is they you know a lot of these people are in the world of journalism fairly subversive because they're outside of mainstream yeah. journalism and they'll look at some isolated thing like uh Palestine and Israel or something like that and have a good take on it and be like, you know this shouldn't be happening yeah. or or a lot of these people were also really involved in, like, um, Snowden and uh, Assange. It's that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, That era of, like, whistleblower politics. But because, Isn't like, they like don't, first, don't know, yeah.
1: No, that, is that, like, they're, like, the first generation of, like, online journalists? Like, real online journalists?
0: Maybe. But I, I really think that it is a testament to the failing of them having, like, like not having a big social materialist yeah. worldview because to of have this a, fucking
1: objectivity obsession bullshit that they have. Yeah. Because they don't they have don't realize they're um, worshiping at the fucking uh, pedestal of objectivity instead of having a fucking opinion.
0: Yeah. And I think if you don't, if you don't have the tools to look at all this stuff that's going wrong in the world and understand how it all fits into one big super structural thing known as capitalism, what happens is that you're doomed to think of uh, the story of history and all these horrible things that are happening as the faults of individual actors. So that, for a journalist, that's a great place to be because you're just endlessly reporting on, oh, look what this person did. Yeah. Maybe you know, this person did that. But you don't have the key to the whole story, which could, you know, dis- everything distills down to capitalism. Like, I know if you listen to the show, you yeah. fucking know it, right? Or at least you know that we know it. Well, but let think me just
1: it. interrupt briefly to say that what's weird about the journalism propaganda, though, is that they don't usually focus on journalists pursuing evil individuals. They focus on journalists pursuing evil systems, and the reality is, like, just like lawyers, I guess lawyers falls into this, too, where a lot of our popular culture teaches us that lawyers are, like, defenders of the justice system and people who will help you. And it's like, what? No, they're not. <laughs> <I'm> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? So, I don't know. But continue. Go ahead.
0: Well, lawyers, lawyers. that's a good comparison. Yeah. Lawyers are, that's the most bourgeois job in all of liberal Aside, and they're like, also
1: like literally telling you i believe in these systems here let me walk you through it <laughs> you know so they're not ever going to really challenge any of those systems on your behalf especially they have shit to do that they get paid for by the hour <laughs> like,
0: yeah it's just not um what? Oh wait, hold. On. You asked me something before that, though. Where were we going? Oh,
1: about uh, Blumenthal. Okay, because there was somebody who used to listen to the show. I think, or maybe maybe they still do. I don't know. But they unfollowed me. They got really mad and blocked me, etc. Because oh, I, I retweeted Max Blumenthal, who I don't follow. But somebody else like retweeted him into my timeline, and I don't even remember what the tweet was, but it was something probably pro-Palestine, something like that. Where I was like, "Yeah, I agree with this guy," <laughs> and I just retweeted it. And this person like publicly replied replied to me, being like. Ugh do you know who you're retweeting? You're like, this is a horrible person that you should never be platforming. Blah. And it just like wrote back and I was like, dude, relax. Like, why are you on Twitter policing people? And they just got really mad at the fact that I didn't like pay attention to the message of their policing and just uh, <laughs> focused on the policing itself. So they blocked me. But then i asked around and a lot of people that i do respect do have positive things to say about this max Lumenthal character as though like uh not to say again like you were saying like oh that he's right about everything but also the people i respect don't expect any human to be right about anything they are critical thinkers who take in information and are like oh this is cool this is interesting seems like you're informed about this And others are like, no, this is stupid. I have more information than you. I'm not going to fucking ingest this, you know, or like uh, internalize this. So I don't know if I'm changing the subject, but I think that this person reacting as though my retweeting of this person, like one journalist, one tweet, one time was the equivalent of platforming Nazis or something like that. I, th- yeah, I think silly. that's rooted in the idea that journalists are heroes and that you're not supposed to be backing the wrong ones. You get oh, me? This
0: is, this is also the same way. Um,
1: They'll be before. like, how could you possibly still? Oh, my God, Jake, somebody, whatever, a nice person who's a leftist nice person. <laughs> uh, I tweeted something about loving Janine Garofalo, and they replied to me being like, oh, well, you better not ask her about Louis C.K. or politics.
0: Yeah, this has happened to me, too, yeah, because like, somebody had one gripe with this, a thing that she said yeah. one time, and it's like, okay, is this fundamental to who this person is, or are they just maybe they were wrong about a thing?
1: And it's fine, can, because they're fucking human. <laughs> I know,
0: yeah, about- I can agree with you about that thing and still think that there's an overall cool person. My
1: question to those people is, like, why are you looking for perfect heroes to put on a pedestal? Right
0: right okay so you know the midterms just happened yeah. yesterday right and like uh every midterm cycle people talk about it. there's discourse and stuff and i, I think about this every cycle because a lot of people online and left bullshit are convinced of themselves and they're very um uh, uh high on their own supply or whatever mm. the, the smugly don't vote and stuff like that and uh I, I i was thinking about it the other day because i was like ah this Lee Zeldin race is getting pretty close. I should vote, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't want this person to become fucking governor and do all this horrible stuff he says he's going to do. And uh, I, I I, figured it out a few cycles ago. I think I figured out how to articulate it. But the thing is, if you think of yourself as a big leftist and you... Uh, you're like a person who really, really overly scrutinizes like AOC, for example, to critique her for sure. There's just stuff that's bad about her, but like people that are like, she betrayed the movement or whatever. I think these people are actually just liberals because they have way too high of a premium on politicians like and electoral politics to the point of sitting out of it. The because they're doing it's like,
1: purity tests. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and you think that it's that big of a statement to sit out of it. And also, like, when they're, uh, the ones that, you know, maybe are useful, like, I would argue AOC's fairly u- as useful as it gets as a politician in America, The one- when they, uh, f- aren't perfect and they fail you sometimes... You throw the entire thing out, and it's like, well, in order to think that, you had to have been a person who thought that politicians were going to bring on the fucking revolution to begin with to be that mad about being betrayed by them. I think that she's just some lady, you know, that sometimes is is a means to an end. You
1: know what's fucking ironic, I guess is the word, is that uh, conservatives don't do this conservatives literally are like oh did he fuck a child well that's okay i agree with his policies oh is he (laughs) did he pay for seven abortions oh well that's okay he's gonna benefit me in taxes or whatever the fuck you know like they don't do even though they pretend to do this purity thing of wanting a like a family man and a christian and whatever when it comes right down to it uh, didn't this Herschel Walker win in Georgia? Didn't they all, like, every
0: bad one wins, because they're just, I think like, it's in a runoff right now. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, he might not. Yeah, but yeah it's he's still horrible. pretty close.
1: It's still fucking too close for comfort, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, that I kind of reminds me of something I was talking about yesterday with somebody, which is, a, um, I, th- I think this might maybe overlap with what we're talking about, but I was thinking about how when you see, like, celebrities and they're, they're like, um endorsing a Republican candidate. They're that? like <laughs> they're like, I like Donald Trump. Yeah. I you should vote for Rick, Rick Caruso, Caruso or whatever. Yeah. Like fucking my girl Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's wrong with her right now. I'm gonna Shut talk up. to her about it. But <laughs> but uh but then when you have uh when they're Democrats, they just tweet the word vote like unspecifically. They just go vote. and it's Like because for whomever. Uh, right where they're coming from is a worship of like the system they like faith in the system it'll be great that if everyone just voted then the correct person would get elected Mm -hmm. it's just like a really it's uh uh, symptomatic of like a really weird way that like liberals think i think and i like this journalism agenda stuff you're talking about is like that is lib like that's their they love it it's like yeah. lib culture stuff the fetishization of like people being really good at these professional jobs yeah. and that being what makes the world work uh it's it's lame and dumb but but i know yeah. so many people that just eat it up and dude it's
1: uh, so weird uh, i was talking to gabe actually about a, a pod america and people like that you know because
0: my podcast?
1: No, the your uh, Bizarro World podcast. Uh,
0: sorry. You said Pod, you said the I name. Did, of my... I
1: said yours, but the other one. Pod Save America. Save,
0: yeah, go. yeah. Oh God. Yeah, yeah, because those dorks.
1: Yeah, uh, these people, right? That are like business journalists, capitalist journalists. They are people who simultaneously play the role of like objectively providing you with news, but also. Uh, pre, uh, what is it, like, pre-cognitively, like, knowing, like, predicting what's gonna happen, right? And then, also, even though we're wrong, we're able to do a debrief about what happened and point out exactly where every single person went wrong and everything They love,
0: did. they love Beto, and he does yeah, nothing dude. but lose, no, and they push of, him all the time. And
1: fucking Abrams, too, like, none of them do yeah. anything, so they do nothing but, like, push shit that's gonna lose... Report on the moment in a very skewed, ideologically skewed way. And then afterwards, pretend to provide like an objective assessment of why everything failed. Even though you couldn't see that it would fail ahead of spending billions of dollars in Florida. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) uh, so I want to say that, like, uh, I guess it's a grift is what I'm saying. You know, like uh, as much as people talk about like leftist news and podcasters being a grift. I would say probably like a lot of leftist uh, people are doing the thing where they're like, no, yeah, I do have an ideology and an agenda and this is where I'm going to put my labor and my efforts as opposed, and like, I think that's better (laughs) than what's really happening with mainstream liberal and conservative media where they are selling their skills to the highest bidder because they have rents to pay, etc., And they are engaging in making propaganda constantly. And yet we keep framing them as heroes.
0: Yeah, no, it is very similar to propaganda. Yeah. I totally follow you. I mean, I think I like the movie Zodiac in the same way that I like watching Law and Order, which is that I, I know I agree with what you are yeah. saying. I am just able to I suspend it. Love Law it and Order, for, for so the, I get a good comparison. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I was kind of thinking about this also recently because I've been listening to a podcast about the Iraq War, and like they talked a lot about the journalists and how liberal journalists post 9 11 had this really interesting. Uh, mental psychosis thing where they were the types of people that really fetishized their jobs and they were comparing themselves a lot to like uh journalists during Watergate Wars. in oh Vietnam God. and stuff like that <laughs> but how the difference was I guess that uh th- that they almost felt as though the there was a new way to be a radical journalist which was to be a. uh To support what they considered a just war. So all of these journalists played a huge role in the the rollout and the lead up and the selling, the PR, the selling of the Iraq war. And it was like a fever dream that was completely motivated by all these people. Like they convinced themselves that their role in this this time around Last time it was good because we stopped it or whatever, yeah. but this time we need to like start it. And it's like yep. that uh, that you, I thought you were objective. Like, uh, Dude, why are you putting this much? I'm sorry, but yourself? like
1: uh, mainstream media is extremely complicit in, uh, I'm going to say continu- the continuation of the Russia-Ukraine war in the like way it's framed in the Western imagination And the way that um, we are not at all really aware of Haiti or Cuba or fucking Mexico, anything that's going on anywhere that is not tied to corporate American interests yeah and it's just like um how are we making movies still thinking these people are heroes man
0: <laughs> why aren't there a million palestinian flag emojis yeah, on twitter exactly you know what i mean like, Yeah. but ukraine flag everywhere yeah. no
1: uh literally what's her name katie helper got fired and shit you saw that
0: yeah 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 we were almost gonna have her on the show yeah yeah
1: she's cool we should, if you don't have her on fucking PDA have her on here we can have her talk about her favorite fucking Simpsons episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I'm just kidding I love to make everyone into a stoner but if, for everyone who doesn't know what we're talking about right, um, fuck what was the channel or the thing that she worked for
0: uh, fuck uh, I forgot <laughs>
1: uh, whatever but the, uh-huh. the affiliate that she worked for or the channel or whatever that she worked for um fired her because she did a pro palestine segment basically and this i guess is a really good example now that i think of it as like this agency versus system thing which the reality is if a journalist really uses their agency to write about something that they think is important regardless of what the interests are of the company or corporation that they represent this is what they're doing they're putting their career their livelihood their ability to pay rent on the fucking line and being like yeah Fucking fire me. I'm going to write what I have to say about this. And that's not what most of them are doing. So let's have a movie right. about the Katie Helpers, I guess. <laughs> but like being clear that they're dying on their swords while majo- the majority of journalists are not doing that.
0: It's directly like 180 degrees de incentivized to do the right thing yeah. in something like journalism because you work for the big capitalist corporate system. You know, good actually point about this, I think is, you know, who was a journalist, Ooh. Karl Marx oh, yeah. started off as a journalist Forgot. and then maybe the only good journalist because he, he saw like, things. And then he was like, <laughs> I just got to write, a really write
1: long this article. <laughs> yeah
0: which like you know wasn't gonna get you know yeah uh, i'm gonna have to uh, self-publish published.
1: this article
0: <laughs> i fucking sat at home and smoked cigars for a million years <laughs> and wrote this huge thing because it's like wasn't gonna get put in the newspaper you know, this <laughs> great point <laughs> so he just like circumvented the entire thing which is the only way to do it otherwise it. you're gonna start you know get b- bumping up against these things See, so, either so
1: honestly we came back around to the journalists being heroes All right, you can be, you can be, but But honestly, the same way as comics can be like, you can be, but you also it's easier not to be, and so to pretend that by default you are is bullshit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw uh, this comic, uh, Gino, what's his name, a while back, Gino. Like a boy? Gino, yeah. Bisconte. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ew. Oh. No,
1: just getting okay, I no. The
0: other guy, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah. It's, I'm, I can see his Twitter avatar in my head, and I can't read it. Um, But, like, uh, he's funny. He's some guy, mm-hmm. and a good comic, but he was kind of working through all this stuff while people were doing discourse about, like, the Legion of Skanks and working with them and stuff, mm-hmm. and he said something that is true, and he said... Uh, you know, it. I can't remember how exactly he said it, but he's talking about basically how, like, um, well, when you're a comic, you don't want to work with these people, but if you don't work with them, you also don't get on stage enough to get good. Get get good is a term in video games that you say like, get good at the game, whatever. But he was saying it like the one of the, the features of comedy that's also a feature i would imagine of journalism is the more you work the better you get and the more networking and stuff like that and the better skill and all this sort of of stuff so there's this inherent problem with like you're in you you kind of can't like you kind of can't be uh, correct about things and do stand up unless you're gonna do the full marks like i'm gonna flip over this entire system or whatever <laughs> yeah just what i'm attempting to do with my life but i am a bartender for that reason you know
1: well but what marks did was be like if if Marx was a comic it would be like you know what fuck making you people laugh i'm gonna write a fucking one-man show <laughs> 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 so i think that's the difference but uh i don't know this makes me think of like uh weirdly uh in that daily alaska show Uh, which is based on a true story, right? Because that's, like, most of the fucking journalist shit. The older white lady journalist or whatever uh, expresses some uh, remorse about how, like, people get canceled and shit nowadays, right? Because basically she got canceled, right, for not having enough sources for her story. So she says something like, uh, a younger journalist around her gets in trouble for something and thinks it's, like, the end of the world. And she says something to her, like, you know, in my day... Making mistakes made you a better journalist. Like you learned from cutting corners and doing the wrong thing. You learned what shouldn't be done and why it mattered. And nowadays, making a mistake is why people crucify you, you know? So, you know, this way we're trying to say like, "Mm, it's not about always being perfect. No human is perfect. It's about learning from the mistake and doing better afterwards. And that now our modern culture is not allowing for people to make those mistakes and make them better. Um, And I do think that that's true, but there's also this thing where like uh, you don't, okay. So like all the fear mongering about being canceled, if you make a mistake needs to be equally balanced out by the idea that doing everything because you get constant positive affirmation for it without ever thinking about it critically is just as bad and toxic.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, as like not, you know, I don't know. Only one side of that is seen as bad and um, automatically just following whatever capitalism says you need to do is not the way to be the best sort of artist. People
0: live in capitalist realism. When we talk to people about that, they're like... Well, no, it's just what you have to do. You know, Mm -hmm. like, what do you mean? They look look at you like you're saying the sky's green or something. Yeah. You're like, you don't have to go about your career like this. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know what? It applies to professors, to so many people. Uh, We are trapped by capitalism. But the reality is we do have some agency. So it is really crazy that where we, maybe even that's why I like give trad such a tough time, Jake is because I am resistant towards the things that humans do without consciously choosing them. You know, if you just like follow a path because it is the fucking way that the currents were pushing you, that to me is a sign of weakness of like you did not, I don't know very rarely do i meet a person who's like flowing along with the current as it goes happily because they chose to (laughs) you know what i mean everyone else is usually being dragged under that current
0: yeah i mean i I often kind of wonder if people are capable of like uh going with the current but then being self-aware and going hey i uh i'm doing this i know it doesn't it's not good like because that kind of would be fine in my opinion because yeah. we all have to to some degree yeah. do that but the the fact that people do this like uh mental calculus where they're like i'm doing a thing i'm a good person therefore the thing must be right yeah. is so frustrating to me exactly you know
1: exactly and also for us to believe externally that mm. the idea that um I don't know that any job is inherently good is bad <laughs> because we are ultimately all individuals. So like there are bad teachers, there are bad firefighters, there's bad everything. There is no such thing as like a job that is a hero fucking job. Like stop doing this shit <laughs> where we just pretend that there's some kind of profession that has a moral fucking value. Yeah. Yeah. Except I, for if you do jobs that actually hurt humanity and the earth, you are a bad person. Right. <laughs> so I don't know how to some, explain that to you. But <laughs>
0: Some jobs are bad. Yeah. I don't know. How, th- but no there are, are no good.
1: jobs that are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or that are – that that are in, or that, no, there are jobs that are good, but there's no job that makes a person inherently good. Because there are people who are bad fucking uh, nuns. I don't know. Bad priests. Bad fucking um, – what do you call it? People that give like, them – philanthropists. There we go um yeah. so what you there are yeah
0: good people that become cops and then are net bad because yeah. the job they're doing is bad in fact i think a lot of people that's the cops, cops are yeah, that's, probably yeah. were a good person at some point yeah um this kind of reminds me of like there's a saying about journalism that it's the fourth uh branch of government or whatever the fuck uh Ugh. third pillar or something yeah. i can't remember exactly how it goes but yeah. it's people believe that it is like a functional organ of american of democracy, democracy yeah and um i just think about this all the time because we have this like idea in this country of uh north korea and places like that as being like um very propagandistic and like you read the newspaper and it's all like hail you know the, the kim jong-un or whatever, <laughs> and they're like oh my god the the stuff that they feed to these people you know it like they can conceive of that stuff as being heavily yeah. biased but then there's this they believe that the stuff that they're getting out of american newspapers and news channels and stuff like that well that's subjective and it's like no, news, no no no
1: our news you need- in the last two weeks was literally saying um that the problem with our economy is that wages are too high and yeah. too many people are employed so in order for inflation to go down uh wages have to come down and some more people need to get fired
0: yeah and then that, that okay. need to intervene and make that yeah. happen, which is like what i thought the free market okay okay north
1: it. korea <laughs> like, like what the it. fuck what are I'm, you talking about yeah what
0: i'm what i'm saying about like the north korea yeah. thing, though is that like uh so the lesson isn't Oh, North Korea has objective uh, media. As also, it's that neither of these things mm-hmm. are objective. There is no such thing as objective media. Like yeah. you know, Anders on my show worked for RT, yeah. and like he'd get a lot of shit for it. People would say like you know, you're making propaganda, for- <laughs> and it's like, yes, he's making Russian propaganda. Yeah. If you worked for an American place, you'd be, be making, making American pr- propaganda. Yeah. You need to be very skeptical when you take when you view and read stuff from RT and also from American media like yep. all of it it's all fucking fake. Exactly. But this space that that people live in where they think like no 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 in our thing people are like do- they're able to be objective though. Yeah. Completely fucking bullshit. It's just that people don't think of capitalism, capital capital as authoritarian as like the state. Yeah. That's like the biggest mind fuck i think americans they don't, well, have but, they don't, but like, it's
1: because they don't realize that our state is corporate at this point
0: right that's the government yeah like fucking jeff bezos and yeah. the coca-cola company all that no, that that is our government and tobacco those are our
1: and companies. guns yeah and the pharmaceutical yeah. companies yeah and oil I, don't forget big oil uh and that would be it those are the people that run our country those are our kings and queens. Um, yeah,
0: but we think we think we're like free, and then we also think that these journalists who are like working for them essentially yeah. are free, and it's like no, you're not. It's Weird. we're all slaves, motherfucker.
1: Exactly. That's where I want to end. <laughs> I'm like that was my point. Thank you, Jake, for crystallizing it into one sentence. We're all slaves, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, postscript. Stop making movies about people's jobs being heroes type shit because they're not, they're not. I'll give you that that fucking Sully guy, the guy that landed the plane in the Hudson. That's fine. That was kind of heroic. You can make a movie about that guy. <laughs> but that's about yeah. it. Mm. Well,
0: you know what someone should do mm. is, you know how like. uh there's all this propaganda, but then there's like Reno 911. Yeah, lot of cops. Mm-hmm. Someone should make that like a Reno 911 for, for journalists. I, love it. It, I would watch it. A comedy about how actually doing that job is uh, stupid. I mean, I guess there has been kind of stuff like that. Like on like Thirty Rock, they would kind of joke about. Uh, like,
1: did uh, you ever see Sports Center?
0: Sports night, the sports first night. Aaron yeah. thing. Yeah, that, uh, that like was pretty good. Yeah,
1: ago. and I mean that was different because it was like about a sports cable news show, but it was pretty funny because it, it it was like yeah they're all stupid and like half of America looks up to them as like being like sexy men who know everything about sports, and it's like no they're dummies.
0: <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll try to write that screenplay. Do it. Or that pilot. I'd watch Nobody it. Nobody steal my idea.
1: Nobody steal this idea. Uh, I'm a witness. We can cut it out. Oh my God, it was about an hour. Well, no. uh, I got nothing else. Did you want to talk about anything else, or what do you want to plug, or what's the deal?
0: Um. Yeah, just plugs, I guess. Uh, I look at my Twitter. I'm doing stand-up. I'm doing uh, Alex patak's show G- game boys at caveat on uh, December fifteenth. I want to say maybe be wrong about that. Um, I'm going on tour with Mishka Shubali. We're trying to book some dates in the South. We're gonna we're gonna do a show on J six uh, with our friends Heels, the punk band. They're calling it Heels Surrection. It's a J six show uh, in Memphis. That'll be fun. And then we'll be going through the South and stuff. Uh, and listen to Pod Damn America. And that's uh, don't listen to Pod Save America. That's oh it. yeah. Um, cool. I don't
1: have any plugs. I just um, I'm gonna go ditto on Jake's plugs. Uh, Love you if you're a patron Love you if you're hearing this late When we release it for everyone else I think it's going great Write us an email if you disagree I don't know I'm not even going to tell you what the email address is (laughs) Okay, (laughs) bye
0: (laughs) Bye
1: Beautiful hit stop Are you mad?